Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. The legend of Dar. <laughs> the master of beasts. <laughs> yeah. We say Beastmaster now. Oh, oh, yeah, oh we've, okay. We've, uh, you know, that rolls off the tongue a lot nicer. I do agree. <laughs> we're a movie podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. And we're here tonight to talk about the legendary channel changing. Uh, <laughs> the epic. This was like the roadhouse before roadhouse for cable television. <laughs> this was Shawshank Redemption before oh, Shawshank yeah. Redemption. We're right. talking Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. There ain't no other. From this 1982, is, uh, baby. This is Don Coscarelli's Sword and Sorcery. Uh, this is such a wild leap to go. We've been talking about the movies of Dwight H. Little a lot <laughs> lately. The man of a thousand genres who can jump into these new genres and bring such fresh perspective and cool ideas to it. And Don Coscarelli to go from Phantasm, Mm -hmm. this weird, surreal, dreamlike horror movie, and three years later do this crazy, super ambitious proto game of thrones kind of kind of movie yeah people talk about weirdos like david lynch but i don't think coscarelli gets enough credit for being a fucking weirdo yeah it's this i don't know if it's because he's stuck within his like brand like he kept doing like phantasm right uh, writing new movies for that but that original phantasm is one of the strangest films i've ever seen it's weird and this movie for a a sword and sandal epic You know, Conan style slash him <laughs> should be just slash and hack. And this it's, movie, it's way way weirder than any either of the Conan movies. This I, is this is definitely weirder the, than anything. Man. This is the weirdest sword and sorcery movie I've seen, and I think that means it's the best one. <laughs> it I might be. It's so weird that uh, I thought I'd seen Beastmaster. <laughs> I thought I'd seen this movie. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. I think we all thought we saw Beastmaster, right? It was one of those, like, it became a joke <laughs> yeah. growing up. I'm that sure it was, it was just on, on in the background, and it was one that I just happened to see. But I know I saw Clash of the Titans a lot, and I sure. saw, like, Conan the Destroyer with the second one, the one with Grace Jones. Yeah. That was yeah. on TV a lot, like Fox. But I guess Beastmaster was on cable because for a PG movie, it had, <laughs> like... Oh my god! It's a pretty non-PG. I'm not at this point. I'm not un- sure I understand any part of <laughs> the MPAA before PG-13. It was like, yeah, they had to come up with PG-13 because the <laughs> the ratings was not. It was not sufficient. This if a was... movie like Beastmaster can can just garner the PG parental guidance yeah, suggested, <laughs> you know, you know, they're not our kids. They're your kids, so I mean, we're just going to leave it up to you. There's no swearing that I know of, unless they're using some made-up words. Right. Um, but the land of the Emirates swear words. We get some lady parts. Yeah, and we it's get not like... blood and guts. We get child sacrifice. Like, we get some adult situations. There's PG-13 movies... To be sure. ...that, that I remember seeing that had boobs, 
but they were explained away as like, well, I mean, it's educational, sort of. <laughs> it's like you can see a boob in the Titanic because it was done because of art. Sure, sure. still PG-13. Right. It's a drawing of a boob. And, yeah. uh, and you can see like Nell naked because it's like, well, I mean, she's a woods woman. It's not sexy. No. She lives in the woods. It, it was not sexy enough. So, you know, we get you can get that, but Beastmasters rated PG, and it's just woman with huge jugs bathing. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that slip by? That wasn't like this isn't a documentary of any type. But even before the MPAA gets to the jugs, they have to go <laughs> through this opening sequence that is harrowing. Dude. In its depiction of like like pre-civilized kind of cult, pagan, we get like a, like we get pagan a, worship, a village ransacking. Yeah, that we, is that is graphic and scary. We get an entire village set on pikes, uh, impaled. Oh my god! We get yeah. uh, slaughter on a mass scale. Yeah, kind of like the Conan stuff. Like you get but the th- towns this being just, raised. It's and, really um, in the action. And yeah. graphic it's for, for stuff. what it is. And, uh, you know, just one of those, like, constant screaming, chaotic, <laughs> yeah. pillaging scenes. And we get so many shots in this movie of bodies just on pikes. Yes. Just people gored right through their midsections. Lad the Impaler type stuff. Yeah. Stuff it, that I remember when uh, my dad watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula when he rented it mm. from the video store. And he was, and I really wanted to see it. So on like Friday night when we rented it, he did a preview watch to right. see if it was Just cool check for eleven-year-old sure, sure. me. The verdict was not kind <laughs> for eleven-year-old me. I did not get to see that movie until oh, I man. was much older. And one of the main things he mentioned was just the grossness of like the bodies and heads on pikes. That was an R-rated, known violent, gory movie. Right this from is about just... ten years after this one. Yeah, yeah. this is. PG rated, and there's just various stages of decomposing bodies. Some kind of burning. I guess you don't get writhing. The sure, MPAA sure, has sure, a sure. difference between writhing they don't like and to see the movement. Yeah, movement gets a worse rating. But again, even before the jugs, even before <laughs> the piked bodies, this movie opens up with witches in a oh, very, yeah. very scary, very weird confusing witches really reminded me of of uh the vivich you know the the 2015 the witch with that kind of opening sequence of the woman taking there's babies yeah, well, and branding this baby and they're they're some really sh- like twisted yeah there's shit. a lot of right child up, sacrifice right up front, stuff in right up front. In it. and uh yeah the witches are all this really like <laughs> almost just an angering shot where Coscarelli films these like kind of hot bodied witches, and then it reveals these great special effects makeup goblin faces on yeah. them, and just these melty, oozy, worst ever faces on, you know, smoking bugs. There was about four times during this movie where I out loud said, fuck you, Beastmaster. <laughs> and that was the first one when you denied me my hot witches and you gave me these ugly, yeah, because they're writhing around this cauldron like. It is a boiling sexy cal- cauldron boiling session. And then, yeah, there are all these just, just decayed pig face oh. type things. And you're like, yeah, that's what a witch would look like. But also, what the fuck? <laughs> so, right up front, right up top. As as uh, prevalent as Beastmaster, the Beastmaster, no no other movie, right? Uh, was on only. cable. I didn't have cable. And because, <laughs> right. of, because of those Tanya Roberts boobs just hanging out in a lake, 
hanging out in an oasis. PG. Thank you, Beastmaster. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the tube top finally fell off. I know. Yeah, finally exactly. came off. Right? All that tourist trap <laughs> suspense just done away with in the first Every bit introduction of, of Tony Roberts. Forest couldn't shake that thing. Eventually, she got dirty. Coscarelli's like, you know, the one thing missing from tourist trap. <laughs> I will much. fix this. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna remedy this. I got this, guys. Don't worry. I have no idea how to. But either way, this movie was <laughs> definitely not playing on like Saturday afternoon Fox movie. So I never saw it. Um, I did a blind buy recently of it. I'm a big fan of the Blu-ray company Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've watched a ton of Vinegar Syndrome movies over the last. We're big fans. Five, six years. Yeah. Like, if they wanted to advertise on this podcast, that <laughs> yeah, would be if we, if we really get the appropriate in, uh, support. That'd be great. Anytime. But <laughs> they've done, uh, they've been releasing some pretty bigger action and more popular movies lately. Movies that actually made over 10 mil rather than only played on cable kind of like in 1991. No, known quanti- yeah, known properties. Yeah, they did. They recently put out Rad. Which was a pre- you know a really popular sports 80s yeah, uh, yeah, BMX yeah. one. One that was not on. No, Blu-ray yeah, it was never was on Blu-ray DVD or before Blu-ray then. before, yeah. And so now they did the same thing with The Beastmaster, which is probably the most known popular movie they did. Maybe the Angel series. But it was... <laughs> it's so funny to me, because these people at Vinegar Syndrome put the most care and dedication into some garbage movies <laughs> and they take this tender care in restoring these movies and i remember when they announced that beastmaster was their next ultra 4k project it was just like oh my god of all the movies to be treated like this faberge egg mm. they're doing it to the beastmaster and when that package with beastmaster come tell tell me about that packaging of the beastmaster blue they treat this like it's the bible it's like no it's it's Better than the Bible. <laughs> it's insane. They treat this thing like it's the Ark of the Covenant. Like it is. Yeah, man. In a, it's like in this hard protective case that with a magnet snap the, shut. The magnet snap, but not even that. But you've got the little ribbon coming out for for you to pull open <laughs> yeah. with. Like this is some serious shit here. So it's And so it's got great. a great booklet. All the artwork. All the like international posters. One of the. I mean, mm. if you know anything about the Beastmaster, it's this art. That I'm pretty you sure saw on the cover. Sword and sorcery in general, I imagine the art is what got people 90%. That's, that's right? the hook. Yeah. That's what got us to see like Deathstalker. Right, exactly. You see Real that Deathstalker art, and it is you want to oh, be in that movie. So good. Oh, you want those big old goblin creatures in an axe battle with babes. You want yeah. You want that movie, and then you got you got Deathstalker. Yeah, you get what you pay for, I guess. But yeah, Beastmaster. Beastmaster with- doesn't have enough beasts. It has the uh, <laughs> telekinetic beasts. I wish it had weird animal creature. You know, like pig-headed warriors and. Uh, oh, I got you. It, yeah. it leaned Fantasy a little more beasts. Mad Max roving droves, but it did Mad Max roving droves cool as hell yeah this is like conan meets mad max like if you thought that mad max and the road warrior had like a lot of leather daddy stuff going on oh yeah you ain't seen nothing yet dude the the Beastmaster leather gang (laughs) is sick those guys got the it's like uh you know the big bad guy lord humongous yeah in the road warrior exactly but this guy's adds on the sick ass feathers you know it adds that crazy like incan Look to it reminds me of that 
painting in Owen Wilson's place in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican like four by four gang, all just like wearing jeans with no shirts, but crazy tribal masks. Like totally. these guys are just wearing horns and leather masks and the straps across the chest. Like, oh man, yeah, we got some real bad dudes in this. Real in this tough customers. Movie. But yeah, the Beastmaster is a kid who. Uh, can can talk to the animals, walk with the animals. So it's also like Conan meets Doctor Doodle a little a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We get a little uh, well, animal involved. It's got that jungle book vibe to it. Sure. Where he's communicating and you get this really cool relationship with a tiger. Pretty wild performance for Mark Singer to take on. This is one of the more physically demanding roles. <laughs> oh man. That I've dude seen. looked good. Singer yeah. was in shape for this. So, so yeah, this was this was my first time seeing Beastmaster. Again, I thought I'd seen it. Definitely have not. Total blind eye for me. <laughs> no, uh, you do maybe, not remember this? Maybe if you see it in 4K, it's like seeing it all over because <laughs> it really was impressive. Looking. It looked great. Um, but yeah, it was one of those where it's like I'd always assumed I'd seen Beastmaster. Totally, because I'd seen them. I've seen Willow, and I've seen all yeah, those I've seen all animated these other Lord of the Rings like and shit. Like, right? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, got I've it. I've seen it. all Beast- the Conans. Yeah, I've Beastmaster talks to a bird. Yeah, we got it. I've even but seen like man. the Italian kind of ones, like this, the fake sure. Mad Max, and all those Syria and all the Syria Be- Santiago yeah. ones. <laughs> but this had escaped me, and my buddy Martin was really into Beastmaster. I remember him mm. being a cult favorite and he was a big metalhead. And now I get it, man. This Beastmaster is like a full two hour version of Dio's Holy Diver video. Oh, for sure. It's all that that cool Tolkien esque part of the the metal culture. You know, that fairies and boots uh, kind of culture. Yeah. It's like the Bronze Age. It's like medieval like pre medieval times, but also just some crazy. There are it, some crazy creatures. It's Game of Thrones kind of, and shit, you know, yeah, that there's not time or place. Real fantasy stuff happening. It's a non-space Star Wars, right? You know, it's a grounded uh, in prehistoric kind of Star Wars, right? It's it's not just dudes slaughtering each other. There's some freaky shit happening out yeah, there in the it's wild. It's not on the world that we've known. And like I said, Phantasm is so cool. It's so its own thing. Coscarelli is kind of the master of making a bunch of movies. I've seen. A lot of his stuff. And it's always a different movie than what I go in expecting. Absolutely. And sometimes that me- makes me like, uh, make him, makes him a little more of a grower for me. Like I expected something totally different. But from- he's also a shower. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta admit. Can't deny, can't deny the resume, man. I mean, he shows some shit in the direction. Jeez. He's done all these cool different movies, and like I said, I've always gone in expecting something different, and so then that affects. Then I have to think, and they kind of has to grow with me, and I end up seeing them a second and third time, and liking them more each time, right. just because I was expecting different. I was just not expecting Phantasm. I always heard it was crazy violent, and then you don't really get violence. It's it's more of a weird. A dreamlike piece. Right. And I went in expecting something different. So then, Phantasm had to grow with me until I saw it in the theater. Then it was like, ah. Yeah. yeah. When when Phantasm goes into like uh some other dimension kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was so not expecting it that it took me a while to get into Phantasm, and then I saw Bubba Hotep in the theater. Oh man. <laughs> and and that was totally different than I was expecting. You know, that felt like a weird kind of. Like a movie Jim Jarmusch would uh, would for make, sure. you know, and I was not expecting that, and so it took took a while for that to grow on me. 
The one that connected with me the most first viewing was Phantasm 2. Mm. Has this great 1988 vibe and you know, the perfect kind of special makeup effects and cool sounds yeah. from that era. Uh, so that was definitely the, the one that hits me the most quickest. But yeah, all of his movies have just this unique sense of perspective and uh, this just very specific. I love when an artist can be themselves. He has this idea. Yeah, and, and he, it, just like someone like Lynch, I, I really do feel like there's something going on where Coscarelli has this something bigger than just totally. a slasher movie or a horror movie or a sword and sandal movie. Like The Beastmaster, by all accounts, should be very run-of-the-mill. Totally. A guy there's a lot talks of... to animals, saves a damsel, defeats an evil lord. But there is so much more... <laughs> packed into this two hours oh yeah two hours it we feels were both... like it feels a long two hours but it also feels like a well journeyed it feels like well i didn't enjoy i didn't hours. fully expect it to be a full-on like lord of the rings kind of epic yeah and it it aims for that over, he, over... he builds friendships and relationships with people that come and go in the movie and and it's uh, just yeah. super physical <laughs> like it is yeah. really like there's a lot of toil and uh, hard work demanded from a lot of the principal actors in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, that I, I wasn't fully expecting such an epic uh, tale. This movie directly responsible for our generation thinking that quicksand was an actual problem that you would run into. Let me tell you, man. I'm Great s- quicksand scene. I couldn't be more fucking scared of quicksand. <laughs> I have done nothing but grow up hearing and being so afraid and thinking of this awful sucking mud death. Well, you can thank the Beastmaster. I that. don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't want it demonstrated to me, but I have seen so many scary quicksand scenes. Man, when I was a kid, I saw the quicksand scene in Blazing Saddles. I was scared of that scene. <laughs> Cleavon Little dying in quicksand. Oh, my God. Quicksand is horrifying me. How many cartoons did we see? That had quicksand oh, drama. Yeah. Jeez, quicksand was like worse than getting trapped in an old refrigerator while playing tag in a vacant lot. Wor- worse than your whole village getting burned down and slaughtered by a oh, roving gosh. band of just bad dudes. <laughs> Don't you love in these movies how there's just bad dudes just destroying just everything people, in their There's just path. villages that chose, woke up like, one day why? and chose evil. Yeah, <laughs> why? They just decided to be the, the boss of all the villages. Yeah. <laughs> but... The sword and sandal and sword and sorcery genres, for me, is the most consistently disappointing genre. A lot of attempts have been made, and there have been a lot of people fallen short in this genre. I mean, these movies, sword and sandal picks, were been made cheap back in the 50s. Oh, for you know, sure. The Victor Mature kind of pictures and all these, like, uh, those are the more sword and sandal. They didn't get into mysticism. That was just... Roman gladiator kind of shit. Right, right. And there was so many of those cranked out and so many of them just not good. There's so many of those on like the MST3K show. Sure. Because it's all like 60s like yeah, we'll call the one character Hercules or whatever, but it's but yeah, it's just Oh yeah. There's just a ton of them. And even the ones that got really popular like Conan and uh, Clash of the Titans you know those those have those are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Those have a lot of really cool. Clash of the Titans has the cool Harry, late era Harry Harryhausen sure, effects sure, sure. that are still super rad. And but 
Beastmaster is the first one that actually exceeded my expectations out of all the sword and sorcery stuff I've ever seen. This one kept going beyond what I thought it was capable of going. When I say it's physical, everything that I thought... There was a lot of great matte painting work oh, <laughs> in yeah. Beastmaster. A lot, of oh, that great, such... a lot of great backgrounds and looking down on villages from forced perspectives. and Having seen some of the more recent Phantasm movies, so glad we got this pre-CGI totally. from, from Coscarelli. <laughs> yeah. Because he does great miniatures with these little villages. Yeah. Uh, he does great. Yeah, Phantasm like 2 has a bunch of, bunch of miniature stuff. Bunch of explosions yeah. of miniatures and big house explosion and looks awesome. But yeah. You need the you need the stuff to be there. Yeah. He's great at making real stuff happen. It's the same with Raimi. I hate sure, Raimi's sure. CGI. It always looks like guys standing in front of a video projector, no matter how much money it costs. But he's always so fun with clay and special effects makeup, you know. And I think Coscarelli's the same way. But Beastmaster just kept pushing beyond. He kept. Uh, getting emotional reactions from me that I wasn't expecting mm. <laughs> from Beastmaster. Like, you got the sense that uh, these animals were also having a tough go of things. <laughs> a lot of animals, like, rough... This whole movie is yeah. nothing but rough terrain. I do love the kind of, Ooh. like, recruiting the animal team in, yeah. the, in the beginning because, yeah, he's got these two ferrets that uh, try to steal his... his uh, garments his leather garments that's what leads him to the quicksand so the ferrets then he commands the ferrets to help him and they become friends and yeah the panther tiger whatever mm-hmm. that he saves from the marauder kind of people and oh yeah even the eagle yeah it's like it's a it's good cool. band yeah it's a real I, I, rpg uh getting a crew together my, you know my favorite movie of the lord of the rings trilogy is the fellowship of the ring because oh, okay. i just love a team coming you together. love co- you love an assembly thing i like really com- do that's what you love heist movies i really and all do. those kind of things so, uh, yeah, 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 i, I like it. i it's like it's like a, i, I kind of have paused reading it because i'm like i love the team mm. I, I don't want it to like i don't want to see the final fight tell me about it you know like i i could i didn't want to keep going on it i loved yeah. the team together i could have read a thousand more pages of them just hanging out and doing dumb shit exactly going so to like, movies at the at the theater the, the 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 opening kind of half hour of of uh dar the Beastmaster learning his powers cool weapons he's, he's the old you know his Dude, dad training him mark singer's weapon work yeah. looked badass in this movie him swinging that sword and training with like logs and stuff. Good so you're like you could when I say this is like the most physical movie, the terrain he's constantly running on and making like you know one legged leaps mm-hmm. over chasms and stuff it's and the done. stuff that he's lifting like this is an impressive physical performance there was in a, a film. there was a scene early on where he's waving the sword around and there's just or a log I think it was a log. And it's just the way he brings it down slowly in front of him that you yeah. can tell he's working that core mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You can oh, see. Oh the, yeah, when he's working his heavy log and he kind of lowers you, it into a uh, like in a forward oh, stab. You can just see him just like Ugh, working that. It's core. so metal and so <laughs> cool when Coscarelli gets all these great overhead helicopter panning shots of Dar just up on cliff sides doing sword tricks right on the edge, you know. And he's up From on the these Eagle's weird point uh, of view. archipelagos yeah, uh, yeah. right on the highest peak, just swinging that thing. <laughs> 
He is swinging this thing so close to his body. You could tell this guy put in hours totally. on the sword. And that kind of shit. Oh, that like that. When I say the Beastmaster exceeds, Dar is not as big as Conan. Arnold right. Schwarzenegger was the is the true like. Yeah, this is the guy that looked like the comics. That looks like a comic book. Mark Singer is in uh, the greatest shape of any person you've ever met in this movie. Right, but Mark Singer throughout this whole thing just was like. This could also be Joe Montana, or uh, <laughs> like the, <laughs> he looks like he doesn't um, look like a Hollywood actor guy. Like he looks like he a, looked like Lex Luger, the wrestler. There, yes, there you go. But That's like not one. on the gas. Yeah, yeah you know, like yeah. a normal, <laughs> like a two hundred and ten pound muscular man, not like a right. two seventy right. gassed up dude. Absolutely. Uh, but the face is re and the face and the kind of feathered bangs and and hair is definitely Luger. And he's got to wear basically like this. He's in little leather briefs, it's, leather a torn leather skirt kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Barely underwear. It's, yeah. It's basically a flap. Everybody really has the cool skimpy outfits in mm. the movie. The more humans are recruited, everybody kind of rocks cool skimpy gear. That cool black guy with the top knot ponytail. Oh, yeah. With his cool, like... The guy from Good Times. <laughs> yeah. Who's in this movie. And that guy's roots. in tons of stuff. We haven't uh, even mentioned John I, Amos. I had no idea Rip Torn was oh the God. evil sorcerer. What drugs was Rip Torn on God, in this? Rip movie? Torn was on one on this, this one. This guy, what was, a sicko performance, man! He's the child sacrificer, kind of evil demigod, kind of cult leader who's uh, trying to. This you know, is the kind rule of, this community by by fear and. and I'm going to name drop the sacred, so it's come to this name of like in a cheaper movie. The movie with less on the line, Richard Lynch would have gotten that that role. Oh, I could, yeah, sure. Imagine sure. the crazy teeth burned Richard Lynch up on that. When I say physical, have you seen a steeper sacrificial pyramid in your life? They had a lot of trouble going up and down the. That pyramid. thing was so <laughs> steep. That thing was straight up and down. They were having people running up and down that thing. It was like seventy steps tall. You could see the actors trying to go up and down this thing like they were on you scaffolding. Had to use your hands yeah. to climb up this thing. It was so steep. So funny. I when love they that. shot that thing from the bottom, it's just like, oh Jesus! I have to go up here. I have to do seven flights to get to... Oh, my gosh. I've never seen steeper stairs on any structure in my life. I don't know who put that pyramid together. I've Garbage. Been, I've been to South America and gone on those kind of temples where you could climb up just like that. It's tough. It's a tall step, and they are steep. It's probably twice as tall as they are deep. Okay. So it goes up like... It's, it's a walk. And it feels like an accomplishment. I've gone up the to, rock. To be fair, those pyramids were not made for fucking around. <laughs> no, they are made for for me in like shorts, they are. shorts and a and like a sleeveless belly shirt to they, be running up yeah. to the top of it, going. <laughs> I they're, did it. Yeah, they're not. They weren't designed to be playgrounds for the little kids. Those are sacrificial pyramids. Like I've been up the rocky steps in Philadelphia. I've been in the fog steps in sure. Point Reyes. Oh man, that's a trek. Famous steps. And I've been up these temple steps. I've never seen steeper steps than on this than on Rip Torn's sacrificial pedestal That's in Beastmaster. <laughs> and this thing looked legit. I don't know where they put that thing. I know the movie used matte paintings work, 
but you saw these people battling up and down and Mm -hmm. up and down these steps. They had to be storing this thing somewhere. That had to be an actual temple. Oh, my God. So, like I said, every single element of this sword and sorcery, they just kept doing bigger Mm -hmm. and cooler and crazier. I found myself constantly saying to myself, Beastmaster's nuts. Yeah. Like, they threatened to kill animals. We almost thought a ferret drowned in quicksand. Totally. I was watching that being just disgusted. Like, oh, no. And then Singer does this heroic rescue, bringing it out of there. It's just like, oh, my God, Beastmaster. That was was the second time I yelled, fuck you, Beastmaster. Dude, this movie just plays with the old heartstrings. Well, it's so funny. I mean... I don't. I would never work with an animal on film because oh, every horror story that I've heard applies to this movie. I, I read on helicopter. the helicopter. I read on the the uh, trivia that the the eagle wouldn't fly on cue. Sure. So they just dropped it out of a, like a plane. <laughs> they just like boop. Now you gotta fly. Sink or swim, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the the animals really tug on the heartstrings too. Obviously, I don't know what it is about animals on film, but it's like. I know. I would rather see <laughs> humans, anything happen to a human than same. anything terribly so bad. Than anything no terrible sense. happen to an animal. I can barely watch Planet Earth in those kind of oh, shows. Yeah, I cannot. No, I cannot I can't watch do stuff it. where you. I watch it when it's cool no. stuff like, look at these otters swimming. But the second the music changes, I was like, I'm just like, no, fast no. forward it, skip through it. I can't watch animals like eat each other savagely like they do. And I can't watch like a polar bear starve to death on a. No. On I don't ice, want it, you know, floaty or something. I'm bad at I'm bad at watching that I'm, stuff. It, it hits me too hard, and that's how I know I would not have survived in the times of Beastmaster. Ugh. Like every time I watch a movie like this, where it's like clearly this was supposed to take place like 1,200 years ago, I'm like, oh, I would, I would not make it. The the sad thing is, it. is I'm pretty sure we've now established between the two of us that neither of us would have been able to survive. Any time born before like 1979. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the different areas, it's just like, can you believe New York City in the 70s? I'd be murdered instantly. <laughs> Every episode we do just establishes that we can only exist having been teens in like 1994. Hey man, I'm barely existing now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just hanging on. I mean, we're Obvious. dealing with some heavy shit in Look, 2021. We already right established now, right? <laughs> in in a valley of violence that Western days would not have been for us. I'm out. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> have handled it. I would have been anything pre polio vaccine. I'm nope. out. Yeah, right. Smallpox. No, I'm thank a, you. I, movies have revealed my weakness as a human, as a survivalist. The one thing I know I can do is wear a mask over my nose and mouth if I have Weird. to survive. I could actually do that. Yeah, maybe I would survive longer because <laughs> whenever I watch a zombie apocalypse thing and in the first 30 minutes they find like a family that all hanged themselves in their barn, <laughs> I'm always like, these guys get me. <laughs> these guys get it. Right. That's me You're the right dude there. At, at the end of the mist, just like... Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go but d- a down. Week, a week into zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, "All right, let's get out to We're the barn. Good. Yeah. Let's call it. I'm putting a pin in things right here." Yeah, <laughs> but just the day to day, even the good times. I know, in, right? In the Bronze Age, it's like your best day is Ugh. you don't lose a digit on your finger, and you know somehow you you're able to haul enough hay. Just Everybody's break your just back trepidatiously for some walking guy that's around. Sacrifice your kid, anyways. Yeah, they're all waiting to die Ugh. in this Bronze Age. How, how we made it this far, 
It's unreal. Unbelievable. I am right? so soft compared to any of the people in Beastmaster, how, man. How we literally had a history where people would just pike each other up and, and like be like, here's how I'll tell people to stay away from my village. I'll put skulls on sticks. Some, several hundred people. That pathway up to Rip Torn's oh. compound with all the bodies on pikes, the twisting path. I love the elements of Conan that the movie nails, and I love the more fantastical, even deeper cartoony elements like He-Man. Oh, yeah. The nails. Like, we get into some Skeletor kind of shit, you know? We like get, Yeah, we get some hard fan... I, like, I, want, I wish we got more mutant beasts, like in He-Man, right. like Skeletor's minions or something. We, wish we got, like, a lizard man or something like that. that I was waiting for, up. like, a giant spider or mm-hmm. something like that, but... Yeah, I wish we got creatures. There's we, no creatures, really. We get... We get a... What... What would you call those? We do get creatures. Dude, okay. That is one of the freakiest things. You talk about a movie exceeding expectations. We get these weird... I'm going to say like man bats. Yeah, for lack of a better word. Like mouthless, sucking uh, acid bats. Yeah, at some point, the Beastmaster comes across this this village of, of... Yeah. They're like succubi. That envelop their prey in these like loose, uh, vein, veiny wings. They're definitely and dissolve them into yeah. bones. They're definitely like people in a way, but yeah, they're basically like bats with the wings and the and the tendons on them. And Mark Singer has a uh, a careful relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. Mark Singer can they, all. They have an understanding. I I, I kind of halfway through was thinking they were bats, and that's how he has at least partial control over them because he can kind of control their animal instincts. He is a master of beasts. Yeah. Uh and so but so they say. but that's why it's still like this trepidatious like I'm going to keep my sword drawn right. around these guys, but they seem to be letting me through. Well, these weird mutant man bats also seem to have a, uh, you know, their god is like the black eagle, which he controls. conveniently right. has a black Whew. eagle. So it's kind of like it's in, a Khaleesi uh, uh, situation. Yeah, it's like in Jedi where all the Ewoks are like, "Oh, 3PO's a Golden God, we'll, we won't eat you, Han Solo. Okay, we'll let you go. Your buddy's with the God. By convenience, we think this total wiener is actually a cool guy. Exactly. So you'll live. So they come to an understanding. And yeah, for most of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck was up with that scene with the bat dudes? Those bat dudes were freaky. Until if we, those things, we get the payoff at the end. There are like horror movies that, that wish they had a creature as weird and freaky as these body-dissolving They kind of reminded bats. me of the creatures in Underwater, actually. Like, oh, if you okay. remember those kind of things. Like, yeah, I Except those that. had like big mouths that they consumed people with. This was more like they enveloped you, and but they liquefied that dude. Oh yeah, like green goo. Yeah, they, exactly. It just liquefy his body and spit out the bones. Just yeah. absorb them into their weird pink flesh. Like, oh man, it is so unexpected. Yeah, and this whole movie is filled with the most unexpected, crazy sword and sandal stuff. It's so rad. Every battle is bigger than you expect it to be. Our final castle siege is, I thought, was really impressive mm. with those uh, leather daddies. Oh yeah, getting, all the daddies. getting burned in tar. We got some big fire stunts. We've been we've been fixating on fire stunts a lot lately. Why could the Beastmaster not control every horse that every guy was on? I kept waiting for the Beastmaster to basically <laughs> just, get every horse to just turn around and ride off. <laughs> yeah, all the bad guys show up on horses. 
by my account, those are beasts. I mean, maybe he can only beast master on he's good like animals. a one-on-one i think he's got like yeah, a real he's, got a, he's got a really limit his focus yeah i think i think it's that we're like aquaman's like i got all the i animals. got all this i was kind of waiting for like an aquaman like i'm gonna control all the animals the movie had a couple of cheat code moments like that right. where where all <laughs> those uh all those evil leather troop all decided to back off mark singer for a few minutes while he had a private battle with their leather god sure like everybody just kind of stood back. And Everyone hung out. knew the drill, yeah. And there was like thirty of them. Well, what about the scene where they're trying to escape on a boat that you power the boat by pulling a rope? Oh man! So you're going f- that was a, a foot tough a system. minute, yeah. And these guys are shooting uh, crossbows at them <laughs> and yeah. missing from like ten feet, and they're literally like ten feet away from these guys. Like, ha ha ha! You can't get, you can't get us. Yeah. Like someone should have gotten. Crossbowed but <laughs> on I, that boat. I love the, uh, you know, Game of Thrones has all this huge budget access to worlds of different terrain. You know, they filmed that TV show so far over the place that tons of the actors had never met other big actors on the show. Right. They would meet at, os- at you know, awards parties because they filmed in totally different parts of the globe. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so for a movie like this to find to create such a cool uh uh unique world within its budget, I thought was really great. Cause a lot of these places they all smack at having the same desert area. And this one we don't go really desert. We go on these rocky cliff sides mm-hmm. and uh I thought it looked great. It just felt way, way ambitious for what they could have gotten away with. I have to imagine they could have spent way less money and probably got the same kind of return. And so I love that. I don't they... know, man. Maybe. I mean, maybe. But yeah, there is something to uh, everything came together with this. Like, totally. Like, like, yeah. Like the the costuming actually worked for I love how the ridiculous looks of, it all uh, of all was. the people. The makeup yeah. effects when you did have like those creatures and then you would have. You know the uh, oh man the the makeup or whatever effect that you had with that ring with the eyeball in the ring that where they were spying cool. on them yeah the witches all of that stuff I uh, I love the 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 arc of Rip Torn's kind of disgraced character where they establish him with almost this like cult leader kind of power mm-hmm. like with the power to control and get people to do what they want. That kind of darkness I wasn't totally expecting when he just looks at a couple guys and they commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, what like he f- has that level of control real. Were you expecting anything like that? That made me that made me think of like a kids in the hall sketch <laughs> where uh, they're like bank robbers and they're like if you don't do this this is what's going to happen to you and he like shoots his friend. <laughs> yeah, I was like Big flex, Rip Torn, getting two of your guys to kill themselves. So you're down two dudes. But now. I don't know. It was kind of a. Cr- he had the. Oh, he freaked that dude out with that. He was flex, just like, dude. Sure. His flex is to show he has the power to just take a glance at one of his dudes, and that guy will just know. kill himself. And then him just looking back like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what I convinced a guy to do. You think you have a jail that still, can hold me with, yeah, with these powers of persuasion? <laughs> yeah, that that uh, the guy who who had to face that down afterwards, he had a great shook face. That was just a all right. Well, yep. I still think we should Get, take him away. Carry, carry him on, off. yeah, carry on. Uh, I'm uh, oh geez, 
so I love them establishing Rip Torn as this like kind of powers of persuasion cult leader. Yeah, right. He has all the the shaved head monks. The, he gets all these crazy. That's what really felt like Fury Road. He has all these crazy teethed, shaved head, uh, wild eyed monks on his side. You know, totally. Yeah, I love the monks, the red red robed priests, and the there's so there's so much of this like slave girls and red robed priests and yeah there's so many of these great little yeah just crazy all the stuff you'd want out of a movie like this but done so great and all the miniatures around riptorn's compound what's so funny is the movie uses all these miniatures for the whole city but then you get to the temple where he sacrifices and it's like the exact opposite of the miniature of that town is a maximature yeah right but all of the uh the child sacrifice we get with Rip Torn holding actual screaming infants, like screaming four-year-olds Above over his head, his head yeah. over a pit of fire. Oh, God. Yeah. Where now, were the parents on this one? They're just standing off stage going like, all right, she's doing good. Did you recognize the dad of the one infant who then helps Beastmaster? No, who is that guy? The guy who kind of writes. Yeah, yeah, the- yeah, the guy who warns him of a, a couple developments. That guy was in a movie we've already covered. Really? He plays uh, <gasps> Buddy, the salesman in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Totally. Yeah. Right at the beginning. He's the guy. He's, he's the salesman who Tom Atkins and the other girl yeah, meet. Yeah, right, 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 right where at the beginning when they get into and town. And his kid gets the pumpkin wow. head. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even think of it. The sales rep of the, of the county. Yeah. Ralph Strait. Ralph Strait. What a guy. 20 credits. Oh, 20. Finding a guy sadly, 20 and under is really Sadly fun. passed away in 92 at the age of 56. Oh, wow. That's young. But uh, okay. yeah, the Beastmaster, Halloween 3, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's great. Heart to heart I love when episode. we can find... <laughs> it sounds like Stuff my like kind that. of dude. Yeah. No, I di- uh, he was a guy that... The whole time familiar, I was watching the movie, you know. I was like, I know that guy. I know him. <laughs> and like, literally 30 seconds ago, I was like, oh, that's the guy. He's got a great bad bod in Halloween 3. Yeah. He's wearing that one of those really tight 50-50 cotton poly polo shirts that hugs every like fold on his stomach <laughs> with the high-waisted kind of vacation dad shorts. Yeah. Really great look in Halloween. He, he's he's actually got that equivalent just in the haircut in this movie where it's like ever, like the bangs kind of swished over like Brian Wilson <laughs> in the 60s look. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh but this movie is so cool and such a It's one of those Films where I'm watching and I'm seeing that final battle scene where all the bad guys are like debating whether to go through the tar moat. Oh, yeah. And I'm just picturing the director, Coscarelli, making this. And it's one of those like, one of those this is why we make movies kind of moments. Look at your job is like you bilked a studio out of money to get to film this big old scene with 40 so people on horses all standing in front of a fiery tar moat. You have to be just sitting there going like, "Mm mm-hmm. When when they light that tar pit up by pushing a burning dude into it and the whole thing blows up. Do you see people running away from falling fire? It was insane. There were so many bodies scattering with like fire missiles just coming down around them. That was real, man. (laughs) That was fucking real. There was not 82 CGI. That was fire missiles. And there's so many shots afterwards of like, dudes crawling out of the fire moat like there's some like they seemed like monsters oh yeah there's this weird like 
Nobody else would have shot this movie like this. Nobody else would have captured this movie in such scary and intricate detail. Totally. Like, there's just something so, like, I think everything's if- on the screen. It's just, I love movies where it's just like, yeah, we had to build a moat. Totally. <laughs> we built a moat and set it on fire. That's why you and can no really see a lot of a lot of the budget of this movie in some of these cool sets. Yeah, I it really takes a certain kind of human. I think some of the the apocalyptic serio Santiago movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's always like, dude, did this guy get like four hundred extras for this scene way out in the desert? How did he get people out there? This is not an expensive movie. It, it's like he takes a special kind of driven psycho. To make one of these yeah. desert quest movies from a genre and year that doesn't exist. I had that thought, too, of just, like, uh, the very specific... There's there's a scene where they're escaping, I think, from the moat area in the end. And they have to, like... There's a giant skull oh, that they, yeah. like, raise off out very of the ground. Very Indiana Jones. With yeah, the, it was just skull. like... I don't know what it is, but for the, the fact that he was able to be like, I want a giant skull... <laughs> and me to watch this movie 40 almost 40 years later and be like i love that giant skull yeah how cool like, is this giant skull look right like he connected to me in this weird visual totally 40 years later and uh, it's just I was, something i can't put i can't quite say in words like how cool <laughs> that is that he thought that thing would look cool and i think that thing looks cool <laughs> It's a we cool agree. Movie. Forty years later, like, it's a really cool movie. You know, there's something I, so fun about that. I was so laughing, and I I have a big Blu-ray collection, you know, and I love all of these. This tender care, this Criterion level of care given to these. Oh yeah, lost right. Cheap, the people yeah. of Integrum Syndrome think the way I think about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And it's the like, and so I laugh at all the tender care given to a movie like this, but then I watch it and it just fills me with such joy that something like this is being preserved mm-hmm. and treated as so special. And it's funny, but it's also like, thank God, something like this exists. Man, I can't imagine seeing a movie like this in theaters in 1982 and not leaving there being like, holy shit. <laughs> Seriously? You imagine seeing that when you're like 14 with your buddies and coming out of there being like, oh my God, like we saw some shit we've never seen before in a movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen tons of movies like this. I saw stuff in Beastmaster that I've never seen in another movie like this. It has to be at this point my favorite sword and sword. I, it's tough because I just saw it for the first time ever. You know, sometimes these things got to soak in, but upon first sight is the one that most exceeded my expectations from this whole genre. So maybe there's a couple more I got to see that could pass it, but this one knocked it out of the park for me. I loved Beastmaster. I, I could have seen it even longer. I could have seen him go on a Frodo type well, of journey. There's uh, Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time from 1991, I didn't if, know that. if did, you're interested. Did we bring Singer back? Dar is a warrior who can talk to the beasts. He is sure. forced to travel to Earth to stop his evil brother from stealing an atomic bomb oh, and man. turning their native land from they a desert bring... into, well, a desert. They bring Dar to Earth, huh? I, I, apparently, the, he was not on Earth already. I assumed 
Well, we never specified. Yeah, it was a strange. That's what you. That's that's what you you get away with with the sword and sorcery. You don't have to put it in a specific time or place. Yeah, it's it's anywhere USA. It could be or Middle Earth. Anywhere USA. Yeah. (laughs) Any town. (laughs) Any town. (laughs) Just Nebraska. What? From what era? When is Dar fighting in Nebraska? I don't know. I didn't There's know. Beasts. I didn't know there was a Beastmaster two. I do see that it's Mark Singer. I might have to give it a shot. But there's a Beastmaster three. The oh Eye God. of Braxis. I had no idea. The Eye this. of Braxis. I had no idea. I love when they start putting just names of people into the titles <laughs> or subtitles. Yeah, it's like, oh, I bet the Eye of Braxis is some kind of jewel. Oh, that sure. gives the bearer sight or something like that. <laughs> I assume the I other. I think you just wrote I'd Beastmaster be- three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we'll get to those. <laughs> until then, I think it came to this. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we experienced Beastmaster. What a the joy! First time. What, what a joyous, an actual fun joy. movie, an actual joy. Yeah, perfect for the kids. It's come to this. It came to this. I'm, I'm Charlie. Eric. Good night. Good night. <laughs>